Our scripture reading this morning is taken from Revelation 2.26. Revelation 2.26. I ask the congregation to please stand as we read the word of God. Again found in Revelation 2.26. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. It is nice to have Brother Marrera back with us again from our sister church in Newington. Brother, the pulpit is all yours. Hello. Hello. Yeah. It's uh, it's good to be back after almost three years. Is that echo? Is that echo? Hello. Better. <laughs> it's almost three years that you've been here, and uh, it was a pleasure when they receive a message from brother Fred and they say oh, okay that's a good news because the church is still there church is still going even with the pandemic whatever happened but the church is still going let's close our eyes Heavenly Father thank you so much for your blessings for your care we are about to open your word oh Lord but we cannot do it without you please may the Holy Spirit open our eyes our minds and our hearts and we want to feel your presence and heal, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, as I was uh, coming in, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, pandemic and the situation. And it uh, came to my mind one word that most of the time is uh, used against us. You know, intolerance. When you stand for something that you believe, most of the times, if you stand for Bible principles, if you stand for religious principles, you will be called intolerant. I had an interesting experience a few years ago. I was working in a, in a restaurant. And it was a fast food restaurant. So, and when you work on these places, you happen to know many people because in America, what we are kind of uh, faithful to some places, and people would go there every single day. And can be McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, any one of those places. But and I was working one place, and you happen to know the people that are coming there. You will learn their names, you learn where they are working. But one person in particular, one lady, I was surprised. She was intolerant for food. And I, I, and I say maybe my English is not good, I don't understand this. What do you say? Because uh, we, you know the person, the person is coming there every day. I realized that she was not asking to 
any kind of food. She was asking for a specific beverage without sugar, with that would not be strong or nothing. And say, why you don't ask any food? Say, no, I'm intolerant to food. I say, can you? I, I say, maybe I didn't understand it too much. She said to me, it's no. It's almost every single food I cannot eat. We have now the the famous thing, gluten intolerant, right? It's the famous thing in our days. But on this particular case, it was gluten, it was sugar, it was salt, it was wheat, it was yeast. I say, how do you do? And she said, well, very few things really I can eat because will be uh, terrible. She was a very uh, skinny person. And that was in my mind, so, wow, I never imagined that somebody would be, you know, tolerant for these things. But then the word itself has a connotation negative when it comes to religion. Do you realize that? I went to the dictionary to see what was the definition for intolerance or intolerance, and I found two. The first one says, says something like this, uh, unwillingness to accept views, beliefs, or behavior that differ from one's own. I struggle, a struggle against religious intolerance. The first definition is associated with what we believe, because people sometimes view what we believe intolerance. But the second definition says, an ability to eat a food or take a drug without adverse effects. Example, avoiding cross-contamination is essential to people with gluten intolerance. But brothers and sisters, if you go to a hospital, you got sick. I heard somebody saying here that a person was sick. And if you go to a hospital, they will do a, a lot of cleaning procedures in the hospital. A hospital? Why? They don't want you to get sick going to a hospital. If we go back in the 1800s and before, sometimes the people would go to a, you know, just appear the hospital, and they would get more sick. People were dying without any apparent reason. The person was sick would go there and would have a problem. They came one scientist, uh, his name was uh, Pasteur, and I'm not, I don't know if I pronounce correctly, but he was a French guy. So he created what we call, a now we know a word, pasteurization, which means you take something, you sterilize so well that will be, uh, I don't know, bacteria or germs or whatever, free and they start using this methadone in the hospitals and what happened then it start decreasing the rate of death in hospitals so the hospital they are intolerant to bacteria to illness and that's okay right because you don't want to go to a hospital where you see flies everywhere right a dirt place, and uh, somebody comes to a surgeon. Oh, I'm so sorry, I used this bisturi, this knife, in another patient, but let's cut. Would you do it? Oh, let me cut and see what's going on. No, you don't want to do it. Needed to be absolutely sterilized. 
Now, when it comes to our faith, we should be intolerant to what comes inside that does not belong to the truth. Is not that right? Sometimes people are willing to compromise a little bit because we need to be more. What's the opposite of intolerant? <laughs> we should be more flexible, some people use. We should be more tolerant. We don't need to give details, but if you think a little bit how the world is behaving now, we'll see many things coming to, I will say, to defy us, right? And we needed to deal with the situation. Um, we, in the, on this week, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, on the 8th, we had elections here, right? Almost all America, but I will concentrate only in, in Connecticut. I was in shock because I received a message in my phone. I don't know how these people find my name, these politicians, but they, they send a message. Oh, we want to protect this. We want to protect this, this, and this. And I was really saying, I'm not up for that. It was abortion laws. It was freedom of this and that. But I'm not up for that. And this was in the balance. They say this is in the balance. I talked with my wife in the morning today. We're talking. This is not my balance. <laughs> These things is not my balance. I want religious freedom. Those things does not matter to me. But these people were talking only about these things. And this is very important. Surprisingly, brothers and sisters, they say that the majority of people care about those things. For me, it was a surprise. Say, really? Is this what people care about? And when it comes to us, we should concentrate on the Bible and be intolerant to anything that jeopardizes our beliefs. Let's go to the Bible. We read one verse in the morning, the Bible first, but let's open in the Revelation. Revelation, Revelation in chapter 2, in verses 18 to 21. So here's something very interesting for us to, to consider. Verse 18 to 21. Write to the angel of the church in Theatira, the Son of God, the one whose eyes are like a fear flame, whose feet in like a fine bronze says, I know your works, your love, faithfulness, service, and endurance. Your last works are greater than the first. I wish that you would stop there and would describe our church, your love, endurance, works, you know? And the, the verse 20, however, but, I have this against you. You tolerate. The opposite of intolerance is tolerate, right? Or tolerance. I have this against you. You tolerate the woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, teaches and deceives my people to commit sexual immorality and to eat meat sacrificed to idols. I gave it time to repent, but she does not want to repent of her immorality. 
So the church was doing so good, so well, but there was a problem there. There was a prophetess inside, you know, and the prophet was teaching the people to do things that God does not accept. Number one, what was in the church? False prophet. False prophet brings what? Obviously, a false message. A message that's not from God. Number two? Number two? Immorality. Number three? Number three? Eating food sacrifice to idols. I'm not sure if you, brothers and sisters, you are aware, but I received many comments lately. And inside, even inside our church, appearing new uh, prophets or I would say people with they have a new uh, they have dreams I don't know if you are aware but I <laughs> I had to deal with two people that they start having dreams and one of this person actually two, the two of them they have a followers I'm very very uh, meticulous about this thing when somebody comes hey I, I, I God show me Something I need to tell you. I'm very careful. But you, I have two people. I don't know personally, but they create a large group. They start having dreams. Their dreams, the appearance in the beginning was something. Okay, for some people make sense, and then they start going to another direction. They say this is not in the Bible. It's not here. But they are not coming from outside, brothers, sisters. They are not coming from outside. This is even more scary because when you see a, a person outside talking something, what do you do? You say, forget about it. You're not going to listen. When it comes inside, I, uh, I was in one church the other day. I was preaching there and the, one of the leads called me aside and said, listen, we have a, a situation here. So what is the... Well, some people here they have a new doctrine or they believe something and they're asking to preach in the church because they want to present this new revelation you know me for before these three years i was coming here i don't accept any other revelation that is not here i can't for many years for all my life for i believe like 50 years i'm you know, I'm a, a adventist since I was a child. I never, I never accept anything else unless it's here in the Bible. And this person was asking, "Can you help us in some way?" Because these people, they want, they are begging, they are asking to come and preach. And they say, "Oh Lord, what can we do?" A prophet, a false prophet. Let's go to First King chapter sixteen, verse. 31 to 33. Let's have some background about what Revelation is mentioned here. 16, 31 to 33. Here says, Oh, let's start with the verse 30. But Ahab, son of Onri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight more than all who were before him. This was uh, uh, Israel. A king. Then, as if following the scene of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, were a trivial matter, 
he married Jezebel, the daughter of Esbaal, king of the Sidonians, and then proceeded to serve Baal and worship him. He set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal that he had built in Samaria. Ahab also made Asherah pole. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel than all the kings of Israel who were before him. So here we go a background because Revelation talk you tolerated Jezebel and let's ask who was Jezebel? So was a king of Israel who married this woman. This woman was a, a daughter of a, a pagan king. And what the first thing that this man did? This king, this king Ahab. He built in a temple in the city, the temple of this new god, and he started worshiping this new god because his wife he was a sort of a priestess, sort of a priestess of this. And the Bible says that he did worse than any other king before him. Let's go to verse to chapter 18. Chapter 18, first Kings. In verse 20 to 21. 20 to 21. Something happened. Something happened. They say in the people, look at the mind of the people. Sometimes we, we know this story, we read quickly, but what was in the mind of people? So Ahab sent word through all Israel. He assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah, the prophet, the God's prophet, went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. How was the mind of people? They came to a point that they didn't know who they were serving. They didn't know who they were serving. I will want to open one parents now here, brothers. I don't know if you know what's going on. But we we have a project since 2018. My wife and I and a group of people, we are distributing a, a great controversy. Whatever, any place that we go, we are distributing these books. And uh, last year, we went to Vermont in one church and we explained to them where uh, giving the, the book away. And uh, four weeks ago, we received a video. It's praise the Lord, but somebody there got the idea, brought the idea. They are printing books, a lot, a lot of them. Guess what? They are planning to have one great controversy in each house in Vermont State. But the video, it's not an Adventist video. Somebody was posting, say, we don't know what that means. People are receiving in their mail, people are receiving in their homes, people are receiving everywhere, gas station and the supermarket, everywhere. Walmart has a set of books there. And the people are astonished and they are asking, uh, what does it mean? Why you have these, these books coming? You know, and the interesting because it was not the video was not made from any Adventist person or somebody else. Some people say that oh, this will make us confused because it talks about the great controversy between Christ and Satan. 
make us confused. So how are the people in those days, in the Elijah's day, after uh, uh, you bring a, a lie mixed with the truth, what happened next? The people get confused. And why this gets this confusion, brothers and sisters? Because sometimes we rely upon men. Oh, that pastor is so great. Oh, that preacher is so great. I, I, I needed to listen. Until the moment and say, you know, you shouldn't believe that much of this stuff. We shouldn't be so intolerant. We should be more flexible. And here we go. Start going another way. So these people here came to Elijah. And Elijah said to them, listen, why you are wavering and questioning who is who? If the Lord, you know, is God, serve Him. But if Baal, obey Baal is God, serve Him. He was very strong point. We are very careful to talk today. We don't say these words. Say, hey, if you want to serve God, you serve God. If you don't want to, get out. We don't say these things, do we? But here the point that these people came. Now, another thing, the second point for the first one, False prophets or false prophetess. The second thing that mentioned in Revelation was immorality. Brothers and sisters, how is our world today? Well, let's focus. How is America today? Our founders' fathers, how did they write a constitution? A nation upon God. Right? It's even in the money. It's written there. And God, we trust what happened to that oh you need to be more flexible when you preach the truth today you'll be considered an intolerant person in the immorality is coming in the this um, I would say like a deceive deceiving ways many churches they are separating from Adventist group because they they have a new set of rules understanding about the Bible a new understanding to accept to be more flexible in the moment that you are you start telling the truth the persecution will come when you are quiet you don't say anything there will not be persecution um, we mentioned in the in the class studying the lesson that Jesus Christ was like a lamp when he was walking the streets. In the moment that he would open his mouth, how the people would feel about him? How the priests felt about him? They didn't say, hey, we cannot listen to these things. We can, because he was telling the truth. Let's go to First King, chapter 21 now. To understand this second part that Revelation is mentioning. Chapter 21, 25, verse 25 and 26. Still there was no one like Ahab who devoted himself to do what was evil in this Lord's sight because his wife Jezebel incited him. He committed the most detestable acts by going after idols, the Amorites, whom the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites. In another, uh, the, the verse 26, 
27. Ahab did those, those things, and here when he heard the prophet Elijah talking about these things, oh, I'm, a, I'm afraid of what's going to happen next if you lead the whole, the whole story. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 9. Let's keep our, our Bibles open. 2 Kings chapter 9. In the verse 22, we don't even need to go even to details because we understand what the perfect, what the Bible, uh, the Bible says. Verse 22. When Jordan saw Jehu, he asked, Do you come in peace? He answered, What peace can there be as long as there is so much prostitution and witchcraft from your mother, Jezebel? How was that family? How was Ahab? His wife, probably his children, witchcraft and immorality. That was the way that was uh, in those days. In those days. Now let's go back in 1st King, chapter 18. Let's go back a little bit. Chapter 18, in verse 18 to 23. Well, if you go one verse before, 17, look what happened when you tell the truth. Look what happened when you tell the truth. 17, when Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, Is that you, destroyer of Israel? When you tell the truth, what the people say? Oh, you are the destroyer. Some people, some uh, some translations say, "Oh, you are the one that's disturbing the peace." <laughs> Even translation, you are the disturbing the peace. Verse eighteen. He replied, "I have not destroyed Israel, but you in your father's house have, because you have abandoned the Lord's commands, followed the Baals." That's what the prophet said to him. And if we go on to the the next verse, summon all Israel to meet in Mount Carmel along with the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. What that means, eat at a table of somebody in those days especially. What kind of food they would eat there? They had this uh, habit or custom would be sacrificed to idols. That was, you know, all the way. And that's why Elijah mentioned here, those with at Jezebel's table, he was in the, between the lines, he was saying, those with things sacrifice, sacrifice to idols, let's have a meeting in, uh, in the Carmel, in the mountain. Bible mentioned in um, Jeremiah, that the word of the Lord, when he saw, what did he do? I ate, and was sweet. So Jeremiah compares the word of the Lord as a food that he could eat. It was sweet to him. 
and he could not be quiet anymore. But also, the word of false prophets, they are like food too for some people. And that's why when the Revelation mentioned they are eating things sacrificed to idols, means taking doctrines that they are not from God. That they are not from God. Let's go back now, Let's go back now to Revelation, chapter 2. And here is something that uh, uh, tells that what happened if the church, we are talking about Theatira Church, 22 and 23, what happened with this church if keep doing what's doing? Look, I will throw her into a sick bed and those who commit immorality with her into great tribulation lest they repent of her practices. I will kill her children with the plague. All the church will know that I am the one who examines minds and hearts. I will give it to each one in accordance to your works. That's God's talking here. That's God saying here. We cannot be tolerant to what is wrong. We cannot be tolerant to sin. We cannot be accepting things in our church just because the world is doing so. Just because the world is doing so. Verse 24. I sought. I, I say to the rest of you in Theatre who do not hold these things, who haven't known the deep things of Satan. You know these doctrines that they are coming. They are compared to things of who? Satan. As they say, I do not put any burden on you, but hold. Verse twenty-five, chapter two. Hold on to what you have until I come. The one who is victorious and keeps my works to the end, I will give him authority to the nations. And here's the thing, brother, maybe what I will say is it's kind of a little difficult, but I have concerns. I have concerns about uh, new things that come into church. I mentioned about false prophets, and unfortunately I had to deal with two of these. One, the second man that uh, contact us, say that he has dreams or whatever, and they have one characteristic in common. The characteristic of this false prophet, they say, the general conference is not doing what it's supposed to do. They, all of them, they start with this phrase, the general conference is not doing what it's supposed to do. So, then the next step, Oh, they should be doing this, this, and that. Who am I to say what the general conference is doing or not doing? But then they say, uh, this man, the second, he was extremely simple, and uh, I don't speak his language anyways. And my wife uh, tried to, to talk a bit with him. In the beginning, he was a very humble person. And then he sent a, a link. But you know today we can Photoshop stuff. We can put anything that you want in a Photoshop. We can create things in the computers, right? And these men put things together and say that Adventist Church participate in ecumenism. My wife looked at the links and went to research. Oh, montage. Oh, Photoshop put things together. 
And my wife went and said, no, it's true, but, and I went to read all the things about what the general conference says, my wife translated for this man, and he was mad. You know what he said to her? Oh, you, wanna, you, you are one of those who do not believe these things. And I said, but we needed to find the Bible, right? We, we must follow. But these false prophets, and sometimes people think, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm doing okay. If we don't know the Word of God, we are not okay. I don't know if I told you a story, but I heard about uh, one, uh, one, one man. He was an AFBI uh, agent. And they asked him, how do you know to discern between a real money and a fake money? And they say, oh, no, we needed to study well and uh, for us to learn which one is real and which one is fake. But the person say, oh, do you study the fake one uh, also to see how the fakes know? We never touch a fake money when we are studying. I say, what do you mean? We only learn what's the real one. We only learn what's the real dollar one. We know the taster. We know the smell. We know the the lines that have inside, which kind of paper is used. We learn everything about the true one. We don't need to learn about the fake one. Because if you know the truth, when the fake comes, when the false comes, you know already. We do not need to listen to these false prophets. We don't need to read these books. We don't need to do anything to know how they behave. If we rely upon the truth, if we come to the Word of God, we will be protected. We will be protected. So, brothers and sisters, I have one uh, word. Remember Martin Luther? He wrote something. What is needed for us to, to go to God, to learn about God? He said, sola scriptura. That's it. We don't need to go to somebody else, to another book, to another person. And I brought the message to you today because I have concerns, because I see on these past five, six years, a new race or rising people who say that they have a new truth, a new revelation. And I was in shock that are dreamers out there. People that they say that have dream and they quote the Bible, you know, in Joel. Joel said, In the last days, you're gonna have dreams, right? You're gonna have dreams. And these people they are coming to these dreams. The first, usually, this oh, we needed to rely upon God's word, we needed to have the spirit of prophecy. And then the next thing that they come on those dreams, but you know. The general conference, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. Say what? Another one say, oh, do you know this pastor is, is uh, going to ecumenism? And then and coming a new and new things. And if you go to East Coast, some church there, they're accepting the... By the way, if I make... Uh, I want to uh, question. How God defined marriage? Huh? Don't be afraid. Everybody, I believe, believe the same. See? Everybody hurts. Everybody hurts. That's the definition of marriage. 
But do you know there are some churches in the East Coast, the Adventist Church, that they are defining in a different, different way? We have. We have one church that the first elder is a trans. I couldn't believe that, but it's a man who dresses like a woman. It's the first elder. And these things are coming, we think, no, it's not possible. Yes, it's possible because it's written here. You see the church, if you, when you have a time, you, chapter 2, um, revelation about this church, you have everything good. You are working, you have a, a health message, you have schools, you have uh, hospitals, and you have this and that. And yet, coming a little bit, these things that does not belong to God does not belong to God and even some uh, places some church that supposedly they were adventure they are changing the names to be more attractive not to be intolerant but to be more tolerant more flexible I hope most my prayer is that Portland Middletown Church, we will rely upon God's word. We will not rely upon men. You remember the first time that I came to this church, I said, do not trust Joe Moreira, what I say. If I say something that's not in the Bible, do not trust me. Go and rely upon the, the word of God. And I will repeat myself. Go to the word of God. Do not trust anything else outside. When you know the truth, when you rely upon the truth, when you have the truth on you, what is false, what is false will not have power on you. Amen? Let's uh, have a word of prayer. Please stand. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for your blessings, for your care, but especially for allowing us to study your words, Lord. We know that we are not worthy. But by your mercy, Lord, here we are in your presence, and we want to follow your will. Please, O oh Lord, stay with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.